You are listening to Jaya Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode number 79. Hey, hey guys, I've got a special episode for you today. It's repurposed from the Tog Republic podcast with Carolina Guzik. Carolina brought so much to this interview. She was talking about goal setting and mindset stuff and brought a few things out that I don't think I've mentioned before on my own podcast. So I wanted to share this podcast with you, with my audience, because you know what? The last episode that I did just a few weeks ago on goal setting and setting unrealistic goals is the most downloaded episode so far. So I thought, why not bring another episode really diving in, talking about the mindset around goal setting. The Tog Republic podcast, if you haven't heard of it, is for wedding photographers. It's actually, I think it's for all photographers and it's a weekly marketing and ideas podcast. So if you're into that, absolutely go over there. It's called the Tog Republic podcast and definitely worth a listen. Hey, this week has been absolutely crazy, right? I don't know if you've been part of the launch, the Six Figure Business Map launch, but Last week, we did two live webinars, two live masterclasses. And on the first one, I'll tell you a real quick story before we get started. We hired this really nice venue. And so we're going to go live. We open up the course and everything. We've got all of our tech stuff there. I've got all my staff there. And about half an hour before we go live, the internet starts going out. And to do something like this at the scale that we're doing, broadcasting, big live events, you need really fast internet. So we're at this venue. The venue's absolutely beautiful. And just half an hour before we go live, we just can't stream a good stream of the broadcast to anything because we always do like a quick mock run before we actually go live just to sort of iron out all the problems that we have. Anyway, so... I remember we were scrambling around, changing chords, rebooting everything, restarting everything, trying whatever we could. And I always have backup internet with me. So I have a 5G dongle backup there so I can plug that in. But the problem was we were plugging that in and that also didn't work. So we just couldn't work out what the problem was. So about four minutes after we were supposed to be live, I unplugged everything. I ripped everything out. We just put the laptop next to the one computer. After all that fault finding, we we're stressing out thinking, you know, nothing's going to work. And then we were like, let's just do it anyway. So it was like three, two, one. And then we were live. And I had to pretend I wasn't stressed. About 200, 300 people tuned in. And then it was go time. And I had to, for an hour and a half, just talk and, um, and entertain and, and hold the crowd. So it wasn't easy, especially because we had originally planned guest speakers and we had slideshows and we had, you know, examples and slides and all sorts of things. And sometimes things just don't work out. But I think this is just a really, really good thing to share because a lot of the times, like we have expectations and we have expectations how something's going to work out, what should happen, all that kind of stuff. But I think if you replace expectations with gratitude, just going with it and understanding, you know, we, we got there in the end anyway. It wasn't how I thought it was going to turn out, but does that really matter? And with our businesses, a lot of the time, especially if 2020 taught us anything, not everything goes to plan, but it's the people that keep going. The show keeps going, keeps showing up that last 5%. And for me, like, you know, I had anxiety about going live. I was thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Then all the things did go wrong and I did have anxiety, but I showed up and I, and I did it anyway. And it's just so important to have that attitude when you're in business, especially when something is getting you down, you have something that's really 
really hard or whatever it is, you need to use those experiences as the wind in your sails for your ship, not as the anchor. See, a lot of us, we, we get something like this and we're like, man, my expectations was this or I thought this was going to happen or, you know, whatever it is. I wish it was like last year. I wish this and I wish that. And we allow these things to become anchors and it stops us in our tracks. It stops our ship and we just can't go forward. But really, like when something's bringing us down, when you have naysayers, when you have haters, when you have things that go wrong, when your bank account's down to you know nothing, when all these things push down our confidence, we need to use that rise up and allow that to be the wind in the sails, allow that to be the fire. If you don't do that, it's a really long, hard road because how do you get past those things? It's such a mindset shift to be able to be happy with the mistakes, with the problems, with everything and be grateful for everything that you have anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to quickly share that story because it was really interesting. It was really stressful. It was one of those things, you know, one of those things that happens and it happened in front of a lot of people, which is really interesting, but that's business. And if anyone tells you that business is easy, they're absolutely lying because in my last 15 years of business, it's been mountains and valleys, so many ups, so many downs. And the ups a lot of the times outweigh the downs, but the downs feel so low and the ups feel so high. So it is really hard to plateau and go in between everything and, and like keep your emotions in check and, and keep yourself from stressing out and, and feeling like a failure and feeling terrible and giving up. But also on the other end, it's really, you know, you got to keep yourself in check as well. When you see some sort of success, you don't want to be celebrating too hard or going too high and releasing all those endorphins. You need to keep it down into the middle and know that like the highs don't last and the lows don't last and we need to keep going for the long run. So that's it. That's all I wanted to share. I'd love for you to listen to this episode. There's tons of good little bombs in there. And yeah, I'm going to listen again myself. So other than that, if you want to say hi, jump over to Instagram at jialong.co and I'll see you over there. But let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gosik, your host. And today we have an amazing guest with us. His name is Jai Long. Jai, how are you doing today? I'm really good. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. I keep seeing you everywhere on the internet. So I'm finally that we're able to connect now. Absolutely. You know, one of uh, the things I love is marketing, which means I get my face everywhere all the time. That's great because, you know, I have a huge passion for marketing. So I think we're in the right place at the right time right now. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Yeah. So my name is Jai. I am a wedding photographer for the last seven years, since 2013, and I've been an educator for wedding photographers since 2015. So I'm also a wedding photography business coach. So there's not many of those in the world, but um, that's kind of where I've niched myself down because I'm so passionate about business. I think it's you know business, money, marketing, all that kind of stuff is one of those things that I see a lot of people struggling with. So it's something that's helped me change my life, and um, I'm just so passionate about you know helping others see the same and making it less daunting and really easy. I have a podcast called Make Your Break and it's um, very popular and it's really fun and it's really challenging and all that kind of beautiful stuff that comes along with that. And I have a dog named Pippi and I've got a wife named Lilu and I live in Melbourne, Australia and that's pretty much me. <laughs> Sounds good. So how do you get into marketing? Uh, I think uh, marketing for me, I've had businesses my whole life, right? So ever since I was, you know, probably 10 years old, my first first job and um, first little businesses like creating puppet shows or, or lemonade stands, all that kind of stuff. And I've always thought about marketing. And 
Marketing to me is no mystery. It's just a really creative thing and I love how fun it is. Like for my mind, it's just always connected the dots. It's like, have fun, be really creative. People will take notice. And that was just the recipe for marketing for me. So yeah. Sounds good. I, I do have a very similar approach to marketing and I really like to implement that into photography because I feel like as a industry, like people put a lot of effort into like creating beautiful images. And of course, right, as photographers, we need to live with beautiful images. But like, if you don't have a good marketing plan, doesn't matter how great you are at taking photos if people don't know about you. Yeah, I think it was one of the biggest downfalls of businesses is people just don't know about people. And I think people hold themselves back from that success as well. I always hear people saying, you know, never post more than a few times a day on social media or don't send too many emails and don't do this and don't annoy people and don't. And they're concentrating on the wrong things. Like, actually, you should be everywhere all the time. Like, why do you think you're annoying anybody? There's an unsubscribe button. There's an unfollow button. You know, there's there's measures in place if you annoy people. But really, if you are thinking you're posting too much on social media and stuff, it's like throwing a pebble into the ocean. It's sunk. It's gone before anyone even remembers, you know, it's there. And you have to do it again. And if I was you, I'd get the bucket of pebbles and just throw it in there and I'd keep doing that, you know? So it's a little bit different, my approach, I think. I do like that because I also, I, I'm, I'm an ambassador for like self-promotion. Like go out there and tell the world what you do, tell the world what you're good at, tell the world where you are at. And it takes a little bit of training, especially like a mental training to overpass that wall of like, oh my God, am I going to annoy somebody? But at the end of the day, you can't be worried about that. You have to do you. You have to look out for yourself. So. I'm all for it. Absolutely. And people are attracted to confidence like that as well. When you're doing something a little bit different, when you're sure of yourself, when you're just showing up and showing your own passion, like people are so attracted to positive people. That's why they're called positive, you know, and then negative people, they repel people. And when it comes to marketing, if you're going out there and you're using negative tactics, as in talking bad about people or throwing rocks at other companies or things like that, like it doesn't attract people. It only repels. So it's just one little thing to think about. Like keep positive. A hundred percent. So I was listening to your podcast, super inspiring, really great content. And you have a couple of episodes about goals. And today I wanted to invite you here to actually, I mean, at the beginning of the year, 2021, I think that we're all riding this wave of like new energy, you know, endless possibilities, hopefully a much better year than what 2020 was. So let's jump right into this. So what are goals and why are they crucial to have them? Goals are a form of uh, motivation, I would say. You know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things like if you are complacent with where you are, then why would you change anything or strive towards anything? And we all kind of like have a bit of a transformation. But I know for myself, like I grew up, like when I grew up, I felt very stuck in a situation. There was times when there was like a lot of domestic violence and in my household and, and I felt like I was, there was just, I couldn't have control. You know, my dad was very violent and I always thought like, I, I want to get myself out of this situation. I don't want to be here. You know, this is not my life. This is not what I have to be born into. Like I was born into lower class, but I just felt like who makes the rules and why do I have to be there? So I've always set goals. I'm, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Like next year, I just need to do one little thing. I need to get a job that pays me a couple of dollars an hour because that's going to change my life. Imagine what my life will be when I have a job. And then, you know, the year after, be imagine what, I, what my life would be if I got an education. Imagine what my life would be if I moved out of home. Like imagine if I got a car, you know, so it's always small goals. And, I, and I'm always like trying to aspire to these unrealistic things in my mind. It's unrealistic for me, small town kids to get a, a job somewhere and, and be valued by someone. 
but it's it's like I'm striving towards something. And and right now it's exactly the same. I start the year and I'm unrealistic every time. And here's the thing: like if you create unrealistic goals and you fall short, like you're still gonna, you know, you're, you're heading for the moon and you fall short, you're still gonna land in the stars, right? And if you don't do that and you fall short on a realistic goal, that is so unmotivating. And it's such a hit to your own courage, to your own ego, to your own confidence. You know, I had a realistic goal and I didn't even hit that. Like that, that's, you know, that's pretty crappy. And I think like <laughs> the more unrealistic you are, the more that you want to get out of bed and try and work out how can I make this happen? Because I've got no idea what the next step is, but I want to make this happen. And I think that's insanely important for, you know, as creatives to have that motivation. Like you've got that vision for yourself, like what do you want? And then going after it, you know, relentlessly trying to work out how to make that goal happen. I love it. And actually, I was going to ask you this between, you know, little goals or, you know, like big, scary goals. And by now you kind of like touch on that, but like sometimes I'm a little bit afraid, to be honest, to put out a goal that, it, that it's unrealistic because then... That's good. You should be afraid. <laughs> sometimes I'm afraid. I mean, that's the point of it, you know, you need to be afraid. Like that's like, don't be scared to be afraid. Like this is your life. I'm more scared if you have a realistic goal and you're not afraid, you're not doing anything. Like you should be scared of that because you're watching your life go past. Like you should be setting a goal so unrealistic that you're scared. And then you're like, I need to work this out. Like what, what can I do? Because then you're alive. Then you're ready. Then you will start like leveling up in your life. You'll actually start taking actions. I love this. This is like a pep talk for myself because I really like, I'm that kind of like, I'm recently, I'm, by recently, I mean like the past three years, I've been getting more into like actual goal setting and all that. I think like before that I was really, really afraid of goals just because of that mentality of like, oh, I'm not going to achieve that. So I'm not even going to try to do it because I don't want to be disappointed at myself. But I love this idea that you have that is just like, damn, reach for the, you know, reach for the moon and land on the stars, you know? And I think that's yeah. super inspiring. And also gives you like that energy to be like, that's right. I might not get that goal, but like, I'm going to go and work hard. I'm going to try to prove to myself that I'm going to get it. And as you said, like, yeah. if it's unrealistic, it probably gives you more courage than if it's something that is just like, oh, I think that's doable. You got to make sure you, you always have a lot of fear around it as well, right? So like the first episode, if anyone goes back to my first episode, I've got an intro on my podcast and I say to everyone, I'm building a seven-figure business. You know, I'm, I'm getting there. Isn't that scary? And when I, when I recorded that, I had no money, right? And the reason why I did that is because I said, you know what? My next 12-month goal is I want to be a millionaire. Don't know how, don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go there. And the first thing I need to do is I need to tell people. So then that way I'm even more scared because if I'm not hitting that, then it's like, you know, I've got accountability now. So I make sure I put out those unrealistic goals. I held that um, the workshop uh, wedding photography summit a few months ago and I put it out there that I want 10,000 people. Like who does that, you know? Because now I can fail in a big way because people know what my goal is and now it's more riding on it, which makes me more relentless to want to show up and prove to everyone else and to myself that I can hit an unrealistic goal. So I think using fear in your advantage if you really want to take your self to another level like that's that's almost the key to it do you think that i mean i like this concept that you said like i'm gonna put it out there because then i'm gonna be accountable it's like i i spoke it i said it now i have to commit to it because i think sometimes when we just write our goals down and we just like put them away in a book and nobody knows about them then it's really easy for us to even forget them or really don't even 
try to work towards them because nobody knows. It's like a little tiny secret we have. But when you say that you put this gigantic goal out there, let's say there's 10,000 people, I don't know how many people you subscribe, but let's say that you didn't need those 10,000 people. Do you feel defeated or you feel like, no, actually I, I even got an X amount of people and that's fine. How do you, how do you reconcile these two things? Oh man, the thing is, I said I want ten thousand people, and then even my business coach said to me, like, Jai, you know, you're you're aiming for this moon, but it's impossible. Everyone said it was impossible, and I was like, that's why I'm going for it, right? And then it made me work so much harder, so uncomfortable, especially at the end, like doing things, paying more for Facebook ads, like reaching out to people. I started waking up at three o'clock in the morning, so I had more time, so I could DM people. Like, I started just doing whatever it took, and we got to eight thousand people, and I was like, oh my god, like. I reached for the moon, but I landed in the stars. Now, if my goal was realistic with like 3,000 to 5,000, I would have, once I hit that goal, would have just went, there, there it is, I'm done. And then I wouldn't have been able to push past to the part where the magic actually happens. So for me, like I got 8,000 people, like that's goal ticks. Oh, I don't ever want to reach my unrealistic goal because then it's not unrealistic. Mm. Right? Reaching an unrealistic goal is more unmotivating than anything. It's just like, damn, it's like, I get so disappointed in myself when I reach an unrealistic goal because I realize I didn't set an actual unrealistic goal. You know, I'm like, I'm not working hard enough. What am I doing? So for me, it really is like showing up like um, your goal needs to be so big that it absolutely scares you. Definitely. Oh, that's so good. How, what do you do when you're like halfway through a goal setting and perhaps you're tired, you're like, damn, I'm giving in my all. I'm not seeing as much momentum as I thought I was going to get. How do you get out of that headspace to like you can actually be productive and stay focused? Or, or do you ever get into that? Yeah, headspace? no, I, I, of course I do. I'm human, but <laughs> what I do is I start working. I start working even harder because if I get unmotivated or uninspired or I don't want to do it anymore or feel overworked, like all those things that hold you back, if I continue to work or if I just start working even harder, the motivation comes back because it's all of a sudden I'm like, oh, actually, and I can do this and I can do that, and I start brainstorming more and uh, making more connections. And then, yeah, like I think as I get more wins, it builds my courage, it builds my confidence. And then I continue to pushing towards that goal. And, and I always know like, hey, the difference between me and my success is I'll do what other people are not willing to do. And I have to keep reminding myself that because like in my mind, I am very successful. Yes, I built my own success, right? And I have to keep saying like, the reason why you've got that success is because you literally do what other people won't do. You know, you, you will take you'll say yes to every podcast, no matter how busy you are, you'll wake up three o'clock in the morning and do calls, cold call people in the U S to, you know, try and organize something like you do those things. Other people would definitely not do that. Definitely. So you have that energy and, and again, you're not afraid. I'm assuming you're not afraid of rejection. No, absolutely. I want rejection, <laughs> you know, because if I'm not getting rejection, I'm just not asking enough people. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's the thing. We we all get so scared of like rejection or getting held back or something. But like for me, if I want to get someone big on say on my on my podcast, for instance, and if I don't have an email, you know, 20 people in my inbox saying like, no, 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 no. And I get the one yes. Then I'm like, man, Jai, you didn't email enough people and you're not reaching higher enough. Like, what are you doing? So I think being in that space again, like being scared, is like so important. I like that. And it's definitely good because I know a lot of photographers, you know, like I have a Facebook group and all that. And sometimes they're just like really afraid to reach out and, you know, just to connect with somebody else. So like, oh my God, I love this planner in my city. 
And I'm like, great, send her a DM. No, but what, what if she thinks that I'm, you know, nagging her? What if she's so busy? I'm like, what's literally the worst thing that could happen? She says, no. Most likely she's not going to remember yeah. half an hour after you send that DM. No, absolutely. You've got everything to gain, nothing to lose. To me, amazing odds. Like I'm like, I can't afford not to do that. Ah, oh, so good. As, going back to goals <laughs> and all that and to, I, I'm like, my brain is super structured. You're probably not. <laughs> yeah, let's rein it back in. Let's get back to that structure. <laughs> how many, like talking about goals, how many do you set like an X amount of goals? Because I am of the mentality of thinking that I have one major goal. And of course, under that major goal, there is like different tiny goals. But like, I like to focus on like that big picture at the end of the year. And obviously things are going to occur organically, but I don't have like a list of like 10 things that I need to achieve per se. How do you, yeah, how do I, you schedule goals or how do you like organize that? <laughs> I think people overthink goals too much. Yeah, and for me, like I, I literally just like, I'll come up with a goal in a, in a heartbeat. Everyone always says this and then I'm already working on it. So I'll be like, next year I'm thinking I want to make a million dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then there's my goal. And then everyone's like, oh man, you're working hard for that goal. One thing I do do, like a little bit different to everybody else. I, I do have the one big goal and then usually every 90 days I'll have like a different goal along the way that reaches towards the bigger goal. But one little practice I do do is I have a notebook next to my bed. And if you're ever feeling uninspired or you've, not, you've got no direction or you don't know what you're doing, I literally write my goal down, all my goals in present tense as if I've already hit them. Okay. So for instance, like here's an example. Like if you, if you want to be a millionaire, like I'll write down like so Jai, you became a millionaire this year. What does that mean? Like you can help your mum buy a house. You can retire your partner. You can, you've got the freedom to do this. You can do that. You can do that. And I write it down in um, today's tense as if I've already hit it because when you do that, you start living it and breathing it. I make different decisions now because I am a millionaire. I will, I don't mind, you know, outsourcing to a VA. Maybe I can't really afford it right now, but I'm building into a, a million dollar business. Like, and so I start working from that. So and then the other thing is like working that way is I don't want someone to take that dream away from me. So if I stop working, then I'm like, I never got to achieve the life that I was just imagining, you know, my imaginary life that's in my notebook. And then that's a crying shame because that's what I'm working towards. So that gives me motivation. But if you do that on a daily basis, if you went like 2021, I'm not going to give up my goals in February. I'm going to do it all year long. And if you wrote your goal in, in present tense every single day before you started work, just to yourself, it would be a game changer for you because you would stop wasting time on things that didn't matter. You would start probably outsourcing more. You would stop finding excuses to lose motivation or lose creativity. And you would get rid of so many excuses that are holding you back from success because you're already bypassed all the crap and you're just going straight towards the success. So good. I, I really love that idea of like writing things in present tense. I think that you can, that's actually like tricking your brain into believing that it already, that it's happening. And that actually, for what I read, it like changed everything within you to like, you know, the same way that we get so afraid and like we get so hold up and we, we allow that fear to come in. I think it's easier or like we should all work towards like creating that like excitement that we feel when we achieve something, even if we haven't done it. So I love those like mind, little little mind games that we can play <laughs> with ourselves. So Hey, look, I think one of the great things is, and what you just said there, like you've heard people say that uh, or you've read somewhere, but like I've, I literally have done it. So like, I mean, last year I changed my mindset so much and I was like, I want to become a millionaire. Then COVID hit and there's a lockdown. I lost all my savings. I had $100,000 in savings. I lost everything. And then it was really hard. I had lots of staff and everything. I was like, how do I get to my goal? I don't know how. 
to get to my goal. But, you know, me, I'm just so relentless. I'm writing it down. I'm, you know, February comes around, I'm still writing it down. The bank accounts, everything, I can't work anymore. I'm stretching things out. Like it seems impossible, but I keep showing up, keep showing up. And by the end of last year, I became a millionaire. And it blew my mind because I never thought I wasn't a millionaire. Okay. Because, because there wasn't a time when I thought, oh, I failed or there's COVID or the election or Donald Trump or, or there was no excuse. I was like, I'm already doing it, man. And that means you can spend the extra money. Even if you don't have it, you can do the extra things, keep hustling because that's the thing that you want. And hey, even if you fail and you go bankrupt trying to go after your dreams, man, it's better than like regretting not going after your dreams and thinking what if, or I could have, or, you know, I should have and, and things like that. To me, that's, that's like worse than death. Like I, I just, I couldn't imagine myself going through that. I heard something <laughs> on your podcast that I thought like it gave me like this light bulb moment. And you said that we have time, even if you're 20, 30, so 40, time. even 50, you have time. And I was like, yeah. that really hit me because I'm just like, sometimes I, I'm so concerned. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't achieved what I want. And then I look at it and I'm like, I still have a good 40 years to go. You know, hopefully uh, <laughs> I, I drink my water. Actually, I take my vitamins. I do yoga. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's actually like, a, um, it's, it's almost like the keys to the castle. It's a secret that people don't realize. And I've known this from day one. And so for me, like I do things because I always play the long game, always playing the long game. So, so many people, they concentrate on the micro. So it's like, Oh man, my followers went down today or oh, like something. And I'm like, man, who cares? In 10, in three years time, you'll probably have doubled the amount of followers or whatever it is. Or my money's gone down a little bit or something's happened. And I think for me, like everything's longer. I don't mind if I'm shooting a wedding for free today, because maybe that's going to lead to three weddings in three years time. I don't mind waiting for that extra money. And I'm always, yeah, like having that long-term thinking, it means you will do different things. You'll change the way that you work. You'll probably get rid of a lot of anxiety because you will no longer show up thinking that everything has to be done today. You just have to put one little thing in today that in 12 months from today, you're going to thank yourself for. I recently just did a podcast. It was a solo episode, actually. And I talk about like why tracking your goals is so important. And I talk about this thing of like every day is like a grain of salt or sand. And like, perhaps you don't even notice because it's so tiny. But when you take a look at like the end of the year, you're like, oh my God, it was actually like, let's say I gained 500 followers on Instagram. I didn't notice that daily because it wasn't like a huge peak. It was just like, five to two, you know, three to five people daily. But at the end of the year, when I look at it, it was like a, let's say like a massive growth, right? So like, I think it's really important to focus kind of like, not on like the daily task, but like think about the big picture. But I also I think that, that a lot of people get really caught up into like the daily thing. Like, for example, oh my God, I lost a client. Oh my God, 10 people unfollowing yeah. me. Oh my God, somebody unsubscribed from my mailing list. And they get carry that anxiety into like the future plan. And I think that's when people start letting their goals go and being like, everything is fucked. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, you know, keeping the big picture ahead. Yeah. I absolutely love that approach. And just one thing I want to like say on that is like, if you, if you don't track stuff, you can't optimize something. Right. And, um, like for me, like I, I like go through everything every week at the end of the week and I write down, everything and I would compare it to last week and then the last month and then the last year. And I do that every week. I take an hour out of my, out of my busy schedule just to just look at what I'm doing. And if you can't, if I, like I know my numbers down to, I know how much I made last week. I know how much I made last month. I know my numbers of my subscribers, like exactly, you know, I know like all my numbers. Right. And if you don't know that, 
you can't optimize it. You can't realize like where you need to put your attention or if you're going to hit the goal or if you need to work harder or if you need to work less, you just need to know what you're doing. A hundred percent. Actually, last year, I would say that if it wasn't for the tracking system that I had set up, I would have probably been very unmotivated. But then when I, you know, when December came and I looked at the year and the numbers and all that, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. I actually did some great things. So I think it's great just to track and to, as you said, if you don't track, you don't need what you need to improve or how to like celebrate if you're doing something great. Absolutely. And congratulations talking about celebrations. Yeah. Congratulations for hitting for filling up that bowl of rice. That's another thing that I think it's important. I think it's it's great to celebrate, you know, your wins. Do you do you do anything special? Do you celebrate when you've reached something that you really like? What do you do? <laughs> I, I don't. I um I got the personality type. I don't know if you know much about like Enneagrams and things like that. And I just read a book called uh, Relentless and they were talking about a certain personality type uh, called a cleaner. So I'd be a cleaner. Mm-hmm. And my personality type, we, I don't celebrate because nothing's ever good enough for me. Oh, so it's no! just, that's, that's like my own thing. Like, so even like the summit, like everyone's like, oh, we had 8,000 people. We did this and everyone will go off and they'll celebrate and they'll go drink beers and stuff. But I'm straight back into my office working because I'm like, well, that wasn't good enough. Like, what can I do next time? How can I get this bigger? Because there's no end goal. Like I don't hit a goal and then it's done. Like, you know, I became a millionaire. There was no celebrations because I was just like, well, this is what I got to do now. And for me, it's like, I don't, mind working when there's no spotlight i don't mind like not celebrating it's it's something that maybe i should like work on but I'm but just, a celebration i, I guess I'm, a I'm always celebration just like, <laughs> it could be yeah. a private celebration <laughs> yeah just like a yay <laughs> a, a self high five like i made it good <laughs> let's move on i wish i, I could and and it's something I've, I've battled with for a long time to be honest like why isn't anything good enough for me like i ask myself that question and it's my own limiting belief my own battles uh, well, I think you're doing great too. You know, whatever works for you. I think. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like, I mean, I don't like a public celebration, but I do like, you know, when I book a new client or something like that, I do, I do like my little dance in front of the computer, like, yeah, this was great. And then I just like move Absolutely. on with my life. Yeah. Awesome. This is, this is really, really good. Uh, one thing that I always say is like planning your goals or writing down your goals is great, but nothing beats action right? And as you said, you're doing the work even when nobody's looking or when people don't expect it, you're waking up at three o'clock in the morning. So what are some of the tips that perhaps you can share with us on how to keep that momentum going? Well, momentum is a good thing. So if you can start momentum, it's like driving a car, getting started and getting out of first gear is the hardest thing. So if you get into second gear, third gear, fourth gear, it gets, it gets exponentially easier, but you're right. Like I uh, have a podcast coming out. Well, it's probably out right now. Um, I'm not sure when you're releasing your podcast, but uh, like one of the things that costs people the most money is that they don't actually take action. And then it's like, think about like, think about all the things you could have taken action on 12 months ago that you didn't. And hindsight's a beautiful thing. But then when you come back to, because I know everyone in this world says like, I wish I bought Apple shares or Google shares. I wish I bought Bitcoin. I wish I started my business 12 months earlier. I wish I quit earlier. I wish I... You know, whatever it is, hindsight's a beautiful thing. But when you have the long game, then you don't need hindsight because today is the day you can take action and thank yourself 12 months from today. You know what I mean? So it's never too late. We're always looking in the past. I look in the future only. I don't care what happened in the past. That's out of my control. What's in my control right now is educate myself on what decisions can I make right now. And then I have the momentum to keep working towards those things. I could talk about all that stuff forever, but I think I think that's a good answer. <laughs> 
Did you know, optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate, and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 off a Pepperstorm copywriting package so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. I wasn't planning to ask you this, but now that, you know, that you keep talking about this and that you keep how you have trained your mind to like always look at the positive, stay focused, look ahead, uh, don't let distractions bothering you. What do you do to keep your mind like that? Because for me, a mind is like a garden, right? We can grow Mm. beautiful flowers, but we also have to go and pick the weeds out, right? And that's what I feel like. Negative thoughts, weeds, you know, procrastination, weeds. Like how do you, how do you keep your mind focused on being so positive? I love that analogy. It's so good. Um, (laughs) And I couldn't agree more. Uh, It's hard. It's a hard thing. Like I I would never tell anyone that changing your mindset is an easy thing and you can just do it because changing your own belief system is literally the hardest thing you could ever do for anyone. You know, like imagine, imagine if you're really left wing right now. And then like I told you, like, no, Donald Trump's the best person in the world. And then that challenges your belief. Imagine if you have to actually change your belief. It's, it's the same, like not that, I'm not that analogy, but it's the same with anything. Like if, if you are so stuck in your way of believing the world is the way that you believe it is, because it's your reality, you've created your own world. And then someone challenges you and says, hey, it can be different or it doesn't have to be like that or, you know, whatever it is. And then you've got to try and break down the beliefs that you have now to a point when you can start being open to believe other people's stuff. And that's a really hard place to be. You have to be very emotionally intelligent because for instance, like um, you can start seeing like if you've got a bad mindset, like there's so many different levels, but uh, one of the lowest levels is, is if you get triggered by someone, if someone says like Donald Trump's the best in the world and you get triggered saying like, no, he's not, then you've closed the conversation. There's no longer growth there. But if you said, Hey, I don't agree with that, but why are you saying that? And if you opened up a conversation around it, then if both people opened up a conversation around it, something could happen out of that. And then people could educate each other and then there could be a new way of thinking. And I keep using that analogy because it's um, a very real thing. I know mm-hmm. in the US right now with Donald Trump and stuff. And, and I know, uh, I like just put it out there. I'm not a Donald Trump. I'm, I mean, I'm not a supporter of anyone because I'm not in America. But just going like back to the belief, if I said to you like, um, hey, it doesn't have to always be negative or you don't have to be the victim in this situation or um, you are worthy of more or you deserve more, uh, you can do more or you can charge more, you know, you can hit those goals, like all these things. And if you're conditioned to believe that, like, no, it's not because the algorithms changed on Instagram, I can't get followers or no, it's not because whatever the, the excuses or walls that we build for ourselves, we need to break those down so we can start opening up our minds and our hearts to everybody and listening. And then from there, you can change everything. So in the core of things, that's what it is. And that's what I'm always working on. Like every time I get triggered before I say anything, I, I dissect it. Why am I triggered? Why did that certain thing trigger me? What's the reflection of me in that? That's like, what, why did it press my button? Why am I insecure? And I read books. I read two books a week and I read books by list, and listening to podcasts, listen to other people's mindsets, especially people that I don't agree with. 
because I listen and I dissect it and I think about it. And I'm like, where did they come from? What upbringing do they have? What books are they reading to get to that place? And for me, it's constant. And I've been doing it for the last 10, no, it's got to be longer than that, longer than 10 years. But since I've been self-aware that I have control of my own thoughts and those thoughts change my whole life. Since I've been self-aware of that, I've been able to, on a daily basis, every single day, I consciously think about my mindset, where my limitations are, what holds me back, how do I make people feel, do I make people feel inclusive or excluded, or am am I making people feel comfortable or uncomfortable, and like all these things on on a daily basis, even like before this conversation, me and you talking, like, you know, like everything that you're saying, I think about it, and you know, my, my opinion's got to make sure it meets you where you're at. So you, we both feel comfortable. So I'm not trying to overpower a conversation, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I think um, just having that self-awareness and, and that's like step one, just like understanding your own triggers and knowing that there's growth there. I would say that's probably the, the first and biggest thing that you can do to start working on your own mindset. I think that's also something that is never going to end, right? Just as your goal, your mindset, your growth as a person, <laughs> your understanding of yourself, it's uh-huh. always, you know, evolving. It's like education, you know, the more that you learn, the more that you learn that you don't know. And then, so the more that you start learning on your own mindset, like, and 10 years on, let me tell you, the more I'm like, oh my God, I haven't even started. <laughs> When I first started, I was like, oh, I just need to do a couple of little things, just like, you know, my mentor told me. And now I'm like, every day, I spend two hours a day on this stuff, two hours every single day, Saturday morning, this this morning, it's eight o'clock in the morning for me. I woke up at 5.30 in the morning this morning, went for a walk for two hours and listened to a book, just thinking about my mindset, right? And after today, what's what's my takeaway? I'm like, man, I need to talk to more people. I need to read more books. I just don't know anything. I just don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's good to, to be that self-aware and to be really that humble because I think sometimes, especially within the wedding industry, we treat some people as rock stars and gurus and all that. And, and we put them in like a different platform, like, oh, they're so far away from where I am. When in reality, it's like, if you really look at it, it's not. Yes, they probably have a little bit more knowledge right now, but it doesn't mean that you can get to that point or that just because they have a little bit more of knowledge you need to feel different when you're like relating trying to relate to them or something like that and i wish that's yeah, something that changed in the in the industry because that needs to stop that like yeah i want to change it but hey what what the real difference is is if like say someone's at rockstar status they've got They've got a lot of rice in their bowl. That's all it is, you know? And they did the same thing as what you're doing right now. No, and just I don't adding think... a grain of rice. I mean, that, I'm just saying that to your listeners. Like, if you're putting someone on the pedestal, it's like, all you have to do, here's the secret, just start adding the rice every single day. Just work and work. You know, just a little thing, just a little thing. And, and I really like this because, uh, once again, like, I check myself very often, right? I'm like, when something's happening, and when I feel triggered, when I feel, like, annoyed or, or maybe jealous, take a minute, breathe. I'm like, why, why am I having these feelings? And then if I'm like, oh, they're so ahead, then I just remind myself that I just need to keep doing my thing and I will get yeah. there. It doesn't matter how far away you are or how advanced somebody else, that has nothing to do with my life. I just need to keep doing my thing and showing up for myself. And I do love Instagram, but I do feel like that has triggers a lot of those feelings in people. And if you, and as you said, if you're not like emotionally intelligent, that can really hurt you, you, your brand, your business. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I guess like one practical thing that I do, and like, I want to say this to your listeners, I've been working on my mindset forever, but I'm not strong enough 
to block away all that stuff and to like to combat negativity or to look at someone else that's doing way better than me and think like, you know, feel shit about myself because I'm like, why aren't I doing better? But I always, two things I do is I'll just unfollow everybody because I'll just keep blinkers on, right? I mm-hmm. only work on my own stuff. I only compete with myself. I only compare to my past work. That's what I do. And I, th- I, I can't remember what my second one was, but I think that first one is like literally the most important thing. That, that you is massive. I mean, the second one is, is just tell yourself, like, I bring something special to this world. It's not comparing or competing or anything. Like, I, I have value in this world. People enjoy what I do. And, like, that's good enough. You know, it, it is good enough because not everyone's following everybody. And if I, if I compared myself to every educator, every podcast, every everything, man, I would be, I would have so much depression. And I can't do it. I, I'm like... I just don't care what anyone else is doing. I literally, uh, like I, I'm underneath a rock. When people say, "What's who's your educa- who's your competition? What's other people doing in the industry? Like, what's other people done? Like, what's I'm like, I don't care. I don't look over the fence because I'm mowing my own lawn. Like, I have to because it's all I can do. It's the only capacity my mind has right now. That's good because, as you said, like we have just as humans, we have just like a limited amount of like attention that we can put into something so instead of putting that attention into somebody else put it into your own business and i know it's easier said than done but that's really i think that the the most important work that we can do right yes having a beautiful business is important yes working on our facebook ads and pinterest and all that is great but like you need to start with your own brain and with your own you know mind then that's going to help you get into like the other goals and all that good stuff absolutely I i definitely could not agree more Awesome. So you said that you're reading two books a week. That's great. What are you currently reading? Uh, right now, I actually just started, um, I've got a course called The Six Bigger Business Map. Sorry, mm-hmm. a little plug there. But I just started a book club inside of that because everyone always asks me what we're reading. So I'm reading this one called um, uh, Millionaire Success Habits. And I've put <laughs> it inside there and we're doing like a monthly monthly thing. So I want to get, um, I want to open it up to everyone that's in my community. So they are going to give me feedback and then someone next month, we're going to choose a book and they'll have to tell us why they chose that book, why they chose that author, what they think is good about it. And, um, and it'll continue on from there. But this book that I'm reading, it's just all about mindset and habits and changing your habits. And I felt like it was a good book for the first week of January, 2021, because, you know, like a lot of times, like with habits, a lot of times we think we don't have time to read books mm-hmm. and to change habits. But the thing is, we already have habits. And a lot of times we got really terrible habits. It's not about, it's not about creating new habits. It's about replacing habits. Okay. So replacing some of those habits that stop you from not having time. Like, here's the thing. People tell me they don't have time to read books. Like I read two books a week. I also run a million dollar business, two six figure businesses. I host the podcast. I teach thousands of people. Uh, my workshops, I hold events, like the amount of stuff that I do is just like people would be mind blown if they've seen everything I do. Hey, I only work like four, six hours a day. The rest of I like exercise for an hour a day. I work on my mindset and go for a walk for two hours a day because I've changed my habits. And, you know, that's all, all I've done is just replace them. You know? I always say that we all have the same amount of time that Beyonce has on a day. So if she can be that it's, fabulous, it's so I'm sure true. we can too. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has 24 hours, man. Like if you tell me you're too busy and you're just running like a, you know, a little wedding photography business or something, I'm like, man, like the president is running the country, has kids, has friends as well and like everything else. And I'm sure they don't say they're too busy. Exactly. I think you just need to organize your, your, your day better. 
And I think, I think sometimes people get a lot of pride in saying, oh, I'm so busy, I can do this. And I feel like that should give no pride at all. <laughs> like that busy is the worst thing. We shouldn't be glorifying that I'm so busy, I can't take care of myself. I'm so busy, I can't see my friends. Like we shouldn't be glorifying things like that. If you're, if you're um, saying the word busy, you should read that book that I'm, I'm reading right now, Millionaire Success Habits, because um, yeah, that word busy, like you will never, if you listen to any podcast episode from me or anything or anywhere, if you ever talk to me in person, I never say I'm busy. In fact, I always say the opposite. I'm not busy. People will say you're too busy for me, Jack. I'm not busy. Contact me. Get on the DMs. I'll get back to you. Like, write me an email. I'll get back to you. I'm not busy. I'm absolutely not busy. I make an impact. I spend my time making a big impact and I do the things I need to do, but I'm not busy. Because here's the difference. Busy is someone can be busy for 10 hours a day and they're sitting on their computer and they're doing some editing and then they're going on Facebook and they're scrolling and then they go on Instagram and then they're making a cup of coffee and then they're going, you know, doing whatever. Like, that's busy. Just someone sitting on a seat pushing things around. But making an impact is showing up for just a few hours, talking on a podcast, you know, doing a few high ticket items that make the most impact, the most money, help the most people, and then leaving. Because I'm, I was never busy the whole time. I was like dedicated to the tasks that I need to do to make the impact that I know impacts so many people. And then I leave, go read a book. BC is not productive. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I was going to ask you, so are you only reading books about like, mindset or, or you enjoy other kind of reading i enjoy uh, mostly um business books and stuff i've read another book if you want another recommendation by matthew mcconaughey called green lights uh, that was a book i just read like last week and i couldn't put it down it was so good i listened to it an audio book because because i think i have um maybe a little bit of adhd uh, I, I don't have attention so it's hard for me to sit there and read a book but i don't mind going for a walk and exercising and listening and, and multitasking i have to multitask that was a really good book. I listened to another book called Relentless this week, actually. And that was, it's from the, I can't remember the author's name, but it's the business, it's the coach for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and a few other people. And, and that was about sport. I'm just getting different perspective, you know, because I, I relate everything back to my own story and my own thing. So they're the last three books that I read this week, actually, those, those three books. And, and I love learning. It's the most powerful tool I have. And it's almost free is, is like educating myself. And it's the biggest investment. The more I spend on myself through my online courses, I sign up to my business coach, the books that I read. It's the reason why I can get on a podcast like this and say, I'm a millionaire. It's not the work that I put in. It's the smart work that I put in that made the impact. You know, it's, it's the mindset change. Instead of wasting my time being busy, being on the hamster wheel, running on the treadmill, thinking I'm getting somewhere. I just stepped off the treadmill and I can just start walking now and I, I can get there easily. So good. You do have a business map course. I think that's how it's called, right? Tell us about yeah. it. Because now I'm super intrigued about this. Oh, there you go. Man, it, it's next level. It seriously is. Like, so I've been teaching business to creatives since 2015. I, I held my first workshop. It was a retreat. I had a, like a speaker coming from the US and it cost me money. Like I think we, we sold some tickets, but then I think all up it cost me like $5,000. And at that time, it was just a lot of money for me. And I slowly worked my way up in the educational game. But I made it such a huge impact on so many lives because I know business. I've been bankrupt before. I've had lots of businesses and I'm very creative. So I'm able to smash them together. And when I came into the wedding photography space, I just realized like so many people have anxiety and they just don't know, you know, they don't have clarity around what should they be doing. I see so many people doing the wrong thing and then they're on that hamster wheel for a long time. People at the time went back in 2013. So my business hit six figures in the first year and I've, and uh, you know, it's grown probably doubled every single year and it's just me shooting. 
And I left a lot of people behind and everyone always says like, we started at the same time, but you've just kept climbing and climbing. But the thing is, is like I'm learning these things and I know business, but it's, it's accessible to everybody. Like if you, you just, you need to get rid of your ego and say like, Hey, I need help. Like who can help me? And that's why I started this course is because like, if anyone, if anyone's like, man, I'm, I'm sick of thinking I'm going to get, no matter what goals you set, if you set goals last year and you didn't get the results that you want, and then you think you're going to do it again and get different results, like it's just not going to happen. And I can prove that because I bet your parents, that happened to your parents, everyone around you, it's happened, hasn't happened to you yet. There's no lucky breaks. That stuff doesn't happen. And like, it's, it's actually knowing what you're doing. So if you actually want to get results and, and change your life, like you need to be empowered with a new way of thinking or a new, or a new system or a new roadmap. Right. And I think, a lot of us, we will spend a lot of money and we'll go into student debt to learn how to use a camera and learn photography. And when it comes to business, we won't even spend a tiny bit of money to learn how to make money on the craft that we will do. And instead, and this kills me, we exchange our time on working on things that don't work and we lose our life, right? And then we, and then we get into Facebook groups and we hate life because we're like, well, Instagram's not working for me and this is not working for me and I just don't know what to do. And there's no way I'm going to sign up to a course. There's no way I'm going to do this. Anyway, I'm going on a bit of a rant there, but like genuinely, like the, like everyone that's inside of it, like it's it just helps so many people. And I'm I'm transparent with everything. I just I love what I do. I love that I can share the stuff that has helped me become successful. I can get in there. It's a coaching program, so I do two masterminds per month, so everyone can access me directly and ask me any questions. And we get in there. I spend as much time as everybody needs. I'm never never too busy. Like I'll spend extra time on everyone's questions always. And I think in a day and age, like right now, when so many people are trying to create courses and stuff, they do it from, from the wrong reason. They're not coming from their heart. They're trying to make money. And, and I think like, I mean, proof of concept that, that that's not, that's not the truth for me. It's like, I've already, I'm already successful. I already make money and I've been doing this before it was even a thing. And I still do it and I still love it. And I still, you know, I could retire today if I wanted to, and I still show up relentlessly all the time doing all this kind of stuff. You know, for me, this is a Saturday morning right now talking to you, and I, and I freaking love it. You know, I love this stuff. <laughs> so, and then, and like, that's like, that's my energy. But the reason why is because I don't have anxiety. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to do things every day to see what sticks, and, and I don't waste my time on anything that doesn't work. And that's the freedom that I want to help people with. I just want to show people that's like, hey, life is, life is pretty damn good. It's great because like, I can see uh, your enthusiasm. Like even before having this conversation, obviously people can see us, but I, like, we can see each other. But before we jump into this, like I could see uh, your energy through you know, your Instagram or the things that you're putting out. So I think, I think that's great because I think that we need educators in the industry that really care about the outcome and not just caring about their income that they're making. Absolutely, man. That's where the problem yeah. is. Absolutely. And, and like, hey, there's, you just have to look at the educator and all the business coach or whoever it is, and you can make up your own mind pretty quickly. But like, yeah, that's all I can say there. Awesome. So tell us where could people find you? Yeah. So um, I would love for you to come and listen. Uh, if you like this interview and you, and you like that energy, I've got a podcast called Make Your Break and it's on everything. And if you wanted to find me on Instagram, it's at jialong.co. And if you wanted to see my course or anything like that, just go to my website, which is just jialong.co. And there's usually a link there somewhere and there's stuff going on. It's, it's all happening. It's a big party. I want you to come and be part of it. 
come get some of the energy. <laughs> awesome. I make sure to, you know, link all those things to the notes of this episode. And well, two things that I forgot to ask you that I always ask my guests. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, one mm-hmm. is one marketing tip that you can, I mean, you have shared so many great things, but if you have one marketing tip that you can share with all of us, what would it be? Do, do the things other people won't do. It's the only way. If you're sitting there trying to do what everyone else is doing, same strategies to get Instagram followers, same strategies or whatever. If you're copying same strategies of people, you're doing marketing wrong. Marketing doesn't work like that. It's about standing out. Just do what other people don't do. The key to your success is lays right there. You can write that down and you can think about it, look around at your competition. What aren't they doing? That's where you need to be. Mm, So, so good. And to close this, what is something that you are currently loving? doesn't have to be business related. Uh, it's my life, to be honest. <laughs> like, I mean, I've always loved my life, you know. Like I, t- I shared a little bit of my story before and, you know, like it wasn't easy growing up the way I did. You know, my dad died of a drug overdose. It was his best friend was like a hitman. And I remember like there was just like a lot of stuff going on when I was growing up. Um, they would do a lot of drug dealing. There was bikies and, you know, there was a lot of stuff. And, and it can be easy. I've, I've had a lot of friends growing up that died of drug overdoses and they killed themselves. and things like that in my neighborhood. I lived in the most dangerous street in the state that was patrolled by police twice a day. And it was all that kind of environment. But like, I've always loved my life. Um, I've always been optimistic. I've seen the positive in everything and everyone. Uh, always trying to find, you know, the, the good side to things. And I think having that appreciation, like I appreciate the lessons that my dad taught me and my mom taught me. And I, and I appreciate my family and I appreciate my friends. And I've got so much love in my life, so many people reach out to me like yourself that want to talk to me on podcasts and it blows my mind. There is no, there is nothing for me to complain about, to ever complain about. Like it's, you know, it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, the followers or the the status or anything because that can all go away tomorrow. And I'm a hundred percent happy. I was happy before it all. I'm happy afterwards because I'm happy in myself. And I think when you get that and here's like a secret, you know, people think when you become successful, you'll become happy. But mm-hmm. the truth is, Happiness will bring you the success. You need to be happy before the success will actually come. And I believe that, man, because if, like I said before, if you're positive and you're happy, people are attracted to my energy and always I'm attracting people. I don't go out and do all the marketing stuff because people come to me and um, there's nothing more that I love in life right now than, than life to put it bluntly. So good. Uh, Jade, this is so amazing. I really want to thank you for your honesty, for you being open, for sharing so much knowledge with all of us. Thank you for all the content that you're putting out there, you know, to make the industry better. So really, really, I'm so glad that we were able to connect and thank you for giving me, giving me and my listeners the time to have this interview. Hey, I'm the one that has to say thank you because thank you for having me on here and thank you to the listeners too you know, investing an hour into listening to me talk. I don't take that lightly and I really do appreciate it. Awesome. So everybody go to subscribe to his uh, podcast, go follow him on Instagram. It's really, really worth it. You guys are really going to like the energy that Jay has. So thank you so much for being here with us today. And for all of you listeners, thank you. And I'll see you next week with another amazing guest. Until then, ciao.